Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friends are Sweater Weather String Band. We recorded this last month in my home in Portland, Oregon. This episode is brought to you in part by the CBA Summer Music Camp, which takes place June 11th through the 14th at the beautiful Nevada County Fairgrounds in Grass Valley, California. Daily instrument classes, workshops, jams, square dances, and faculty concerts are all attended outdoors among the pine trees. This year's world-class faculty include Jake Blunt, Allison DeGroote, and Tatiana Hargraves, Caleb Clowder and Reeb Willems, John Reichman, Mike Witcher, and the band Mile 12, among others. You can learn more about the camp and register online at cbacamp.com. Get Up in the Cool gets the occasional sponsor, but it's by and large listener-supported. Shout out to everyone who signed up to support the show last month. Chris Gleason, Sarah Page, Mary Tabatowski, Ashlyn D, M.M., Drew, last name withheld, Heidi Buffington, and Maddie McNabb. Thank you all so much. I can't do this without you. To anyone who isn't yet supporting the show and can, please do. Sign up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. One more thing before we get started, I was just on the Picky Fingers Banjo podcast with Keith Billick again, so go check out that episode. We had a lovely chat about Tall Poppy String Band, the art of interviewing, and I make my pitch for claw hammering rags because I'm teaching a workshop series on that subject this spring. Go get that wherever you get podcasts. And sign up for my two workshop series taking place this spring, Clawhammer Rags and C, an intro to double C tuning. That's at CameronDewitt.com slash store. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with Sweater Weather String Band, but first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Thank you. 
starting to dance. Weather string band. Welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Oh, and now for the the list of names. <laughs> uh, he, here it comes. Any minute now. Uh, Joey Gish, you're playing fiddle on that one. Yep. Uh, Will Jevney. Uh, and we got Rico Venn and Hayden Pomeroy. Excellent. Nice one. Ah, first try. I would have said first try after the edit. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Uh, Good tune. I love that. Where is that? T- what is that tune? I've never played it before. Well, it's a, it's a brand new tune from a couple years ago. I just kind of made it up one time when I needed a new tune. <laughs> and uh, it popped right out. The, uh, the inception to execution phase was about 30 seconds. So. I lo- yeah, I mean... That's yeah. The, the best ones just come right out, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, like some other things, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah no, I love it. Uh, I like how the song, how the lyrics of the song, sort of bury the lead. The lyrics came later; they came after the tune. But I live I'm from Squim, which is a retirement community. Yeah. So I got to inspire mm. the uh, the old people to keep dancing too. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. In as they inspire they us. Yeah. And going bottomless too. Yeah. And going bottomless. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Just totally like a Porky Pigment. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It Grandma. Starts, all starts, this. It starts with just taking off the shoes. And then the socks, and then yeah. the whole thing. But it builds. Yeah. Um, sometimes I don't wear pants in the kitchen. Most of the time I do. If I'm going to wear something, that's usually... Mm, that's good. Yeah. The first one, yeah. 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 The, like, the, like, only an apron can be a good kitchen vibe. Oh. Unless sometimes. you're cooking bacon. Mm. Well, no, the apron kind of deals with that. Well, I've made that mistake before. Never <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again. Trying to impress someone. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> it's really more of a dinner time thing for me. You know? <laughs> Breakfast. Yeah. Not so much. Thinking about Grace Burns, but I want to move on. <laughs> I want to be an interviewer. <laughs> when did uh, when did sweater weather become a string band and not just a concept? Well, okay. So Joey and I um, we're both from Squim up on the Olympic Peninsula. How long has it been? You said that Squim is a retirement community. Like the whole, yeah, all of Squim. Function- I, think, functionally. I think since like the 50s, people have been moving there yeah. to retire. Basically. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. A lot of people like sell stuff in California, move to Squim kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 More, more than half the population is over 65. So. Yep. Wow. That's, okay. That's a lot. We're also from there. It's a wonderful place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Estate sales. Yeah. 
It's true. Um, yeah, anyway, so we, uh, we've known each other for a long time. I think we came up, Joey came up with the Sweater Weather name just for some like duo shows that we did. And then the actual band formed at Subdued Stringman Jamboree in 2018. And that was the two of us, Rico and our percussionist, Adam, who's not here right now. And okay. then we kind of picked up. Do you normally have a, a percussionist with you? You normally yeah. we have a full drum set ah, going. Great. So it's it's not a... We're not really an old time band. We just I play some old, old time adjacent tunes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but normally it's pretty funny. He plays uh, pretty rocking beats. Yeah. Yeah, like what would he be playing... He would be Can we full... have each of you beatbox? <laughs> Adam would have done something like uh, he likes the four on the floor. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is Joey. Here, you do the like, four on the floor. I'll do like the shuffle. Okay. So like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of symbols. Yeah, yeah, some symbols. Okay. Well, and, and so we also do that as a like a two part medley with another song that Joey wrote that's kind of more groovy. So he like when we're transitioning, he does this big like cheesy like eighties like. It like slows it down, like it's yeah, very much inspired. I think that's what we referenced. No, that's exactly what we referenced. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you all play for contras? This seems like a very contra friendly. Yes. Yeah, we played. I played a contra last week and the weekend before. We're playing one in a couple weeks too. Yeah. Okay. Play three often for contras because they they love that. I also love that. But yeah, like, that's like specifically in a, a string band context. We're also playing for a square. Band. We're doing okay. the Tractor Tavern Square on Monday. Yeah, and they they seem to like us there too. So it's oh, inviting okay. us back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, <laughs> I love it. We we were talking a bit about like beforehand about like um, I don't know about like tradition and like tune stuff. And so like I think one thing that Joey and I at least have from kind of in our backgrounds is like we kind of grew up the fiddle music that was available where we were was a lot of like Contra dancing stuff. Uh-huh. And like, I think we both learned a lot of our first tunes out of the Portland collection, especially Joey. And so we've yeah. kind of always been more in that, like what I feel like is a very like Northwest and fairly Contra thing. where like, cause yeah, the Portland collection obviously has like a bunch of different like traditions represented and sure. they kind of all get melded together until just like a cool style. That's not necessarily super faithful to, any one regional tradition necessarily? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Nope. I don't know. You're, you're genre anarchist. That's yeah. That's that's my interpretation of it anyway. Yeah. And like we play, so we play like tunes from a lot of different traditions and yeah. aren't necessarily that up on like even what tradition a particular tune is from. A lot of the time, I was like, sure. I think it's Irish. I don't know. <laughs> it's like actually like Quebecois or something. Who knows? Yeah, or Scottish, just could, like our could, mandolin player. Could be anything. Thought he was Irish for years. <laughs> Yeah, recently found out. In fact, is Scottish. There we go. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably like a lot of tunes we play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate, I appreciate that. Like, uh, are y'all? Are you two from the Pacific Northwest as well? I grew up in Seattle. Seattle? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I grew up over in Port Angeles. Okay. Yeah, uh, I grew up in Portland and in Hillsborough, just outside of mm-hmm. here. Um, and I feel like my my sense of identity it's it's hard to pin down i think being in the pacific northwest because if you're white some other white people in the past moved here and left behind their farther east culture yeah. and then did a new thing but then maybe sometimes the new thing feels like a void a little bit yeah. or yeah. like a vacuum of of culture uh and i like the idea you're you're sort of saying like you don't necessarily know where the individual you know influences come from for each tune but it's all kind of coming together to to make 
something yeah. that's kind of cohesive that, that you could play it all in one band, yeah. which we would like to call the Pacific Northwest Contra style. Yes, yeah. great. Well, and yeah. I was <laughs> I was listening to your podcast with Viv, that you did recently with uh, Vivian Williams or your episode that you did with Vivian Williams, and that was like actually was kind of like felt really validating because she was talking all about about how like all the different dance bands would just be like a bunch of random people from like totally different places and traditions who kind of just got like mashed together and like would figure out whatever tunes they all knew in common. And they yeah. have like saxophones or like whatever. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. So that like actually is like, you know, I, my knowledge of Port of Northwest stuff doesn't really go back past like, you know, seventies, eighties kind of like when cool. folk revival, but it's like, okay, that seems like the way it's sort of always been here. Like a bunch of, as far as like European based string music, at least like a bunch of, people from really disparate backgrounds kind of like mashing together and a bunch of different influences. And I kind of like that as like a, cause it's how it feels now too. And it's good. I like it yeah. a lot. Well, what else do y'all want to play today? Then do your turn, Rico. Sure. Okay. Got a Rico tune? Yeah. in the book too oh very good yeah well what book are you referring to right oh well joe would you like to explain since i still don't have a copy oh sorry uh Rico's referring to the cascadia book of fiddle tunes a compilation of cascadia fiddle tunes uh which are contemporary so made by people that we know are um from the area um kind of from california up to uh bc um and rico's tune is in there yeah, Coyote Highway. 
Coyote Highway. We, off record, y'all were teaching me the tune, and I, I asked, one of my favorite questions to ask is, is that crooked, or does it just feel crooked? Uh, I love the phrasing in that tune. Um, I feel like if I was just listening to it, I would just feel totally relaxed into it. But then when I was playing, I was like, there's still a lot going on here. <laughs> yeah, like where where the angles of the tune are. Uh, and especially, I love any time a tune ends one part on a five chord and then starts the next part on a five chord. And mm -hmm. that like in-between space, it's it's all of a sudden, it feels like it's floating and it's hard to count mm -hmm. where one starts and one stops. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on in that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. This is, uh, really enough, uh, the simpler of the other tune we attempt to play that I wrote that's much more squirrely and is very crooked. Yeah. Yeah. Like all your tunes are just kind of like banjo doodles, like really nice banjo doodles that then kind of like coalesce into a tune, but are like yeah. very hard for a fiddler to figure out. I usually just sort of zone out and play it for yeah. like a week or two. And, I, and I'm like, oh, I've been playing the same thing for long enough. Maybe it's a tune. <laughs> That's a good method. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. It's also nice to kind of flip the script where like, I don't have to learn the fiddle parts and they have to learn the banjo yeah. parts. It's like, that's your job. Yeah. You do that. Yeah. Uh, what is, what's it like trying to interpret a fiddle part? From <laughs> <laughs> I do it pretty loosely. I think I leave out a lot of the, the actual notes, but I feel like I captured the general vibe. Well, you're playing the actual fiddle note. Yeah, the actual fiddle notes. <laughs> You're playing the actual. Yeah, I'm really yeah. imagining it as if it was a fiddle tune that a banjo player messed up a little bit. Reverse engineering. Reverse engineering. Sometimes Will has to remind me, oh, that's not how that tune goes. This part goes here. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I go through and I have like 50 different recordings of very slight variations. So it's nice to have some friends that standardize. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Thanks for me. Yeah. I'm just like convinced I'm always right. And it's, I think it's like a tool, I guess, because like then once I've like learned it one way, then I'll like hold everybody else to it. Kind of not the best, but <laughs> it, it sometimes works. it works out. Someone's got to do it in the Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep everyone in line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What else do you want to play? Next on the list. Should we do a little pine siskin just for some? Oh yeah, I, I've been playing this one a lot with uh, with Panky Jane. Oh cool. And and Alex and I, and uh, and Brian and I didn't know that it was like a local tune. Yeah. Where's it? Where's it from? It's John Reichman. So oh, he's, I didn't yeah. know it was John Reichman yeah. tune. That's that's why it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's got once you hear that, it's, it's got his style all over it. Yeah, he's like. His ability to write like earworms is is bordering on like like shrewd. Like mm. he's so smart <laughs> about like how to make a tune that everyone wants to play and everyone wants to listen to. Yeah. 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 We we have in the Cascadia Book of Fiddle Tunes, we have another <laughs> another generation <laughs> tune called The Deadly Fox, which hasn't you know, made it to the masses oh. as far as a jam circle tune, but you could check it out and see okay. if it's something you wanna uh, get into. Should have prepared that one for today. Yeah. Thank you. 
Sweet. <laughs> oh, what a good, what a good tune. That's so great. Little pine siskin. Yeah. Little pine siskin. Is that what a little pine siskin is? Uh, there's a little line drawing. Yeah. In there's the, uh, <laughs> yeah, in, in the book featured in the Cascadia Book of Fiddlesticks, <laughs> which you, I have mentioned already, is that there's a bunch of cool artwork, little original sketches. Um, so this one is a sketch of a pine siskin. I'm assuming that was done to an actual pine siskin model, or maybe Sibley's Guide to Birds or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're local birds. Um, it's cool. cool I thing. didn't know that's what that was called. Yeah. I've seen that bird. I know that bird. That exact one. From <laughs> yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> oh, seen this bird. <laughs> Walked to dinner alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. When did this book. Uh, oh, this book has been to- a, a long project. Yeah. So I started this book. Uh, also, Celine Parton, who lives in Bellingham, we worked on it together. So we started this actually back in 2019, the end of 2019. And then it went very slowly. We you know, emailed people and asked for tunes to, to submit to it. And then I had to transcribe a bunch of tunes. And then there's a bunch of back and forth editing and seeing if people liked what, what, what their tunes looked like on paper. And then uh, we yeah. didn't produce it until last... Yeah. I think... Uh, it was 20... like BFF 2021. Was yeah, BFF. So October of 2021, we, we put it up. D- January of 2021. January of 2021. BFF, BIF. That's right. Yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> now it's available uh, up in Bellingham at some shops. Um, what does BFF mean? Or you can contact... Or you can contact me directly if you'd like, like copies. Yeah, this is awesome. I love this. The artwork is very cool. Um, yeah. And the individual sketches in there are nice. The artist also has some tunes in there, which are very good tunes. Colleen, yeah, who's the artist? Uh, Colleen. Colleen Freeman made uh, the, the okay. beginning. And there's a bunch of cool... Um, Yes, like I said, sketches like of the bird that are in there. Frost on the window for Frost on the Window, which you have it open yeah, to right perfect. now. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, then also each each tune has a little blurb from the um, the composer of the tune, kind of explaining a little bit oh. about, about where it came from. Um, yeah, Empty Pint Glass Lament. I wrote this waltz one night after running out of beer. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this is Michael Cullen. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is... <laughs> This is so special. Yeah, you'll, you'll recognize a, a lot of names in there. I'm curious about uh, the process of transcribing the tunes. Did you Oof. do this? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did some of it uh, because, like, uh, whenever I'm like, you know, teaching uh, banjo, one of the main things we end up talking about is the way that, ooh, as banjo players, we're like navigating what is the tune and what is fiddly stuff that we don't have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the line between structural melody and ornamentation? And I'm curious, how did you, how did y'all make those decisions about how to interpret what these tunes well, are <laughs> and, and what is just extra? Well, a lot of people were able to do their own transcription. You know, they, they okay, had some yeah. familiarity with how to write out tunes. So I let them be their own best uh-huh. judge of what that yeah. was. Wasn't going to push them too much on that. Um, but for people who weren't as comfortable, I just would listen to it with headphones on and play it, learn it myself on the fiddle, then play it out and then write it and then see if they like the version that I gave back to them and then make some more edits and go from there. Um, part of the folk process of an evolution of the tune definitely occurred 
during that transcription process. Yeah. Uh, it's on whose ex- end? Probably, <laughs> probably on my end. Yeah, before I got to the book. Uh, so there's, you know, there's some extra notes and some notes taken out in each of these tunes. Uh, but they're better we, for we, it. Uh, we, that term we use sometimes for a lot of to- tunes kind of get to Joey, and then we say we, he gished him. Yeah, because my last name is Gish. <laughs> and they, they kind of get pretty heavily folk processed often, <laughs> which is fun. I think it's pretty oftentimes, like, we're at a jam, and someone's like, oh, that's such an interesting version. Where yeah. you learned that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's just how Joey plays. Yeah. And then, like, the rest of us kind of get infected with, like, the Joey, like, interpretation mind virus. And then the tune gets, like, even more, like, off the rails. It's fun. Yeah. You can really see it happening in real time sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you know, curating is its own is its own art, and things you know, <laughs> things change when they're observed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a case of a quantum entanglement that we're dealing with yeah. here yeah. at the macro scale. Well, wow, I'm really excited to, to to dive into these. Like some of these titles are just excellent old time titles. Um, Birdie pot pie. That's great. It's alphabetical. Okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Alphabetize. Um, there's another one that I saw. There's just one called, eh? This oh, one? it's from Lee. Yeah, Great. this one's really That's solid. That cool one's a, one, that one's yeah. a ripper for sure. I wrote it back in high school after listening to a lot of Andy Lefwich. I borrowed the Cordelius from his song, Fault, Fault Line. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah, this is great. Um, so cool. Well, the longest... Uh, Composer blurb came from Daniel Lapp. He was he took it the most seriously. He sent like a whole oh. page of notes. Yeah, for did you have to edit it down to? <laughs> yeah, I think I had to get Well, what's this tune called again? Uh, Fish cakes. Fish cakes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, lots of good tunes. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Well, let's do another one and then talk about where people go. Yeah, uh, to follow y'all's music and. Um, and remind people how to get this book and all that stuff. Probably. Want to play your tune? Yeah. Sure, let's do mine. Uh, we'll we're going to Jevney tune. Will Jevney tune. Yeah, we'll do it or Danjo.
like tunes that go back and forth oh. between five and one. So it kind of reminds me of that, you know, that Jake Phelps Durang's Hornpipe kind of does that at the beginning. You ever played that one? I played Durang's Hornpipe, but maybe not. You said Phelps Durang's Hornpipe. Jake Phelps Durang's Hornpipe. Oh no, no, I, yeah, just Durang's Hornpipe. No Jake Phelps involved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great tunes. Great tunes, Will. <laughs> so yeah, well those tunes are in, uh, they're both in the Cascadia Book of Phil tunes, and they're also on our album, On the Lamb, which is uh, on um, Spotify and other places, Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the album On the Lamb, the artwork features a picture of all of us riding a lamb. Oh, good. There it is. <laughs> but it's also like we're on the run from, you know. Whoever. From somebody on the lamb. Huh. While being on the land. It's spelled, yeah. It's spelled with a B. If it was spelled without a B, we'd be on the run. Exactly. Oh, interesting. I, al- I always assumed <laughs> being on the <laughs> had was spelled the way that the animal is spelled. No. no. I learned this the same time you did. Okay. I don't know Just why now? Yeah. I don't know why there's a silent B in lamb. But lamb. 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 Well, it's not, not sure. silent, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's on, album on the lamb is uh yeah available anyways on that's our that's our only uh published uh record at this point um but it's pretty fun it's got a bunch of tunes that we wrote on there and a couple covers Some uh songs we wrote too yeah. yeah that's on spotify yes yeah right sweater weather string band mm-hmm. and how do people like find out when you're coming to their town so we have a website sweaterweatherstringband.com yes uh, we also have an Instagram, so you can at, check us out. At Sweater Weather String. Yeah, so we generally try to post updates on there. Um, the website's a good way to find out when we're coming next. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Cool. You can also see all the times you've just missed us. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 I'm going to, you're going to have to edit this out, but here are all of our personal phone numbers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> in case you want to text. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for, for doing this uh, before you're. Portland show. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. It's yeah, been, can I plug another thing? While oh, please. This is not really related to us, but just since I've got the mic, uh, I just wanted to mention to all you old-time musicians and music lovers out there, uh, yeah. we've got a... Uh, you, some of you may not realize that Seattle does not or has not had its old, own old-time music weekend. Well, that is no longer the case. This October, October 20th through 22nd, there will be the inaugural Old Growth Old Time Gathering at the Can't Latvian wait. Center in Northgate. So, See, I really thought yeah. you were going to do a plug for all the single ladies. <laughs> Put your hands up. Um, <laughs> put a ring on it. Um, no, yeah. See, Old Growth Old Time. Not, I don't know. Some of the people in this room may or may not be involved with it. Um, TBD, but it should be great. So come on out to that. Yeah, right on. I can't wait. Thanks for uh, doing that. <laughs> Making that happen it needs to happen. It's past due. Yeah. What uh, should we do for our, our final tune? Uh, we can just start monster just to get out of the key of D for a while. Yeah, let's just start monster. All right, right, right on. Uh, thanks so much, Hayden, Rico, Will, Joey. This has been great. Thank you. Lucky that that's an A.
Visit Sweater Weather String Band's website at sweaterweatherstringband.com to buy their album and check their tour schedule. And make sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. You can order your own copy of The Cascadia Book of Fiddle Tunes at selenepartonbandcampcom slash merch. I'll put a link in the show notes. Thanks again to CBA Summer Music Camp for sponsoring this episode. Learn more at cbacamp.com. You can support this podcast at patreon.com slash cool. Also linked in the show notes, along with links to my banjo lessons, my old-time trio Tall Poppy String Band, which is touring New Mexico and Colorado in a couple weeks. Come on out. My other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, and Get Up in the Cool merch. And sign up for my spring claw hammer workshops at cameronduet.com slash store. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.